Beast High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3 senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 27 of High School Musical 3 senior year. Minute 27 starts out with Sharpay and Ryan singing No, 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 while they pull away from the Oscar acceptance and ends with Maid Gabriella answering a phone. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I was not expecting Maid Gabriella. Well, to be fair, I don't think I was expecting anything that happened in this minute. This minute is wild and I I kind of love it in a visual like smorgasbord kind of way. Like there's just so much going on. I have complex feelings about what's going on here. I think the one thing that I wanted to say and I and I thought of this maybe 2 weeks ago now is it feels like with the budget that they got for this movie, they should have just flown Lucas and Ashley to New York and had them shoot a scene in New York City, like in Times Square. Like maybe that would be a bit much, but like in a like a real theater or their fantasy sequence being at a place instead of on a turntable in the gym or in the cafeteria. Yeah, like this is the movie where you have maybe the budget to do on-site filming. Maybe try it out. Yes, I definitely see where you're coming from, but I do love that it is all temper like it's all contained. Like their fantasies are wild, but they're still in the cafeteria. Well, I don't know if we're meant to necessarily assume that Ryan and Sharpay's fantasies are all of this fancy stuff will be happening in the East High cafeteria. I think if we're meant to read into it metaphorically, it's it's the joke is they're dreaming about all of this stuff, but they're still just in the cafeteria. Like they're still in high school for now, but their their aspirations are for this glitz and glamour. But it's hard to have glitz and glamour when you're just eating lunch. The secondary thing I'll say is that it's obvious that it's also just like more true to Kenny Ortega's like directing style and prowess as a choreographer and like just overall like set organizer that like this is up his alley. Mm -hmm. Whereas doing something in the middle of the New York streets would be different. And if people want to go saying, oh, well, Newsies takes place in New York and there are these big sequences in the middle of squares, they're still close sets. And arguably one of the most iconic scenes, Santa Fe, Christian Bale is dancing angstily down an empty street. There is no (laughs) one else on that street. Even even when they're singing now is the time to seize the day, like. There's a street around them, but they're all just like around a fountain. Like there, yeah, a statue. But yes, okay, a statue. You know, fountains often have statues in the middle. But yes, it's just a statue because they climb it. <laughs> it's weird. There's this statue, but there's no water around it. I know it's almost like it's not called? a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think definitely this speaks to Kenny's talents in creating. A lot out of very little. There's a lot of spectacle happening in this minute, and it does get wild. One could say it's spectacular. It is. I <laughs> I like. I really enjoy this part of the minute because it does reflect 
a teenager's dreaming capacity where it's always kind of tempered with the oh can I really do that kind of thing and there's always those little niggling like nagging thoughts at the back that are like oh this is too ambitious and I like that their ambition is tampered er or revealed by oh this is still in the cafeteria (laughs) it's like yeah they're on a turntable going through an airplane a tiki bar a club I think yes there's something interesting about the juxtaposition of this is a song about how we want to be big and famous how we want to have fame fortune and more what is the more (laughs) seems like Sharpay might be brought down by her own hubris in a classic tragic tale of fame and celebrity taking someone to the top and then taking them back down to the bottom if that was what Sharpay's fabulous adventure was, I might be inclined to watch it. I mean, we're going to have to watch it anyways, but it'll be a one-off, not a not a minute. Yeah, I mean, it, t- it takes a while for it to even be obvious that they're still in the cafeteria, especially for the rotating stage bit. Mm-hmm. It is not immediately clear. No, but they're almost in like a void, like... For the yeah, turntable stuff, the it's just like dark around and you just get this kind of like wide-ish shot of this turntable stage that I would hope, I, I, I envision they, they're actually, the joking side of me envisions this, they took out the Carousel of Progress animatronics and just used that. Well, which would be wildly funny to me. That, but they, it's the same essential technology of a stage that spins. No, I know, but I just think it it my go-to for turntable stages is always the carousel of progress and I just think it would yeah, be funny naturally. if they were dancing around Jim singing about a great big beautiful tomorrow. I guess nowadays like with your like Broadway rotating stage like they have them but they're like Hamilton or Hades Town, like they're there, but they're not rotating the set per se. Yeah, yeah. They're just rotating the actors for choreography. Yeah, it's and the lots space. of cool things can be done with them. Yeah. But I saw like Peter Pan goes wrong, and th- and they have that because they're literally changing settings like this, where it's mm-hmm. it's the Darling household, and then it's the the Lost Boys uh, woods, and then it's the pirate ship. Like, yeah, you can have the rotating stage for that purpose, but. It's sort of like so obvious and tacky that people don't really do it anymore. Yeah, when I saw Spirit, when I saw the recording of Spirited Away live from uh, theaters in Japan, they also utilized that technology where it was rotating between the outside of the bathhouse, inside of the bathhouse, and Yubaba's office kind of thing. Yeah, the other thing is that like almost a more popular thing now is to just sort of like move in different rooms onto the stage. Like this room slides in, this room slides off. Yeah. Like, when we saw Kimberly, they're more Akimbo, compartmentalized and th- boxes. Yeah. Kimberly Akimbo is like a more like natural version of it um, where all the sets slide in really neatly, but it's all supposed to look um, realistic. Whereas something like the revival of company, it's, it's very like staged, Almost Brechtian, if I know my theater theory at all, where it's like it's really intentionally sparse and obvious that they're like, this is a prop that we're moving in and then moving off. Yeah. 
So let's talk about what we see on this turntable, I think, as we're going through the chorus. So we're in the chorus again. No, I want to keep talking about the the theory of rotating stages and, and where they stand in modern theater. I think that's a that's a worthwhile discussion for us to have. Us two non-theater experts on this high school musical podcast. But I really, really want to talk about Taylor's air flight attendant outfit. No. Yeah, flight attendant Taylor actually kind of works like i like that they go for a retro style for the flight attendant it's not like gross retro in the I, way flight i think it's the, it's the hat like the hat brings it like i think even today like a, a general flight attendant outfit like with the like sort of blaze like maybe the longish blazer type look for a woman is still pretty standard although like not like the hollywood colors it's usually just like southwest blue with like a red stripe on it yeah but the hat brings it all the way yeah so taylor is the flight attendant and she's doing the spiel of like the cover yourself before you help someone else when it in the case of a (laughs) change in cabin pressure you want to put a face mask on kind of thing. She's doing that while like kind of dancing. It's a little provocative kind of dancing for Taylor at least. So it definitely matches the overall like Sharpay and Ryan dance style in that it's a little more seductive in moves and stuff where Taylor's <laughs> more known for the ensemble bits where it's like big, simple movements. She... She's doing some bending, twisting kind of stuff that... (laughs) Her hips are noticed. Yes. It's not so jarring. I just think it's funny that all of these fantasy placements for the gang are just kind of funny to me. Like, Zeke comes in next, so Zeke passes a couple lays through to Taylor so she can put them on Sharpay and Ryan as they enter this tiki bar kind of scenario next yeah there's actually a lot of things going on that like like you were saying like are a little more risque than we would normally get Mm -hmm. in a high school musical i i I didn't particularly clock taylor's dancing as being like ooh, she doesn't normally do that but when they get into the tiki bar it's like oh and here's a coconut drink and usually what's in a coconut drink is not it's not a a virgin (laughs) cocktail yeah it definitely it's funny, I had this conversation this summer because my, my summer reading theme was Tropical Getaway and I wanted to do like the glass that's got the curve in it, like almost like the optical illusion vase with a little umbrella out the top. And we had a discussion of like, is this too alcohol coated? And we ended <laughs> up determined, like we asked some teens and they're like, yeah, it's just like a beach drink. Like I don't necessarily associate it with alcohol. So we were able to disassociate it enough that we're like, okay, we're good. But at the same time, definitely like they're at a bar in this, in this part of the turntable, <laughs> like it is a clear bar. And then Zeke does the conga with them in which Sharpay and Ryan both look like they're enjoying having Zeke in the dance. <laughs> yes, I saw that too. And Ryan like looks longingly back at him as they leave to go into the club kind of thing. Oh, another thing when they were on the plane, Ryan had like a sleep mask on mm-hmm. and was like leaning back in his seat, but he was still singing along to the words. And I liked that. Yeah. And Sharpay was reading a teen magazine with her face on it. <laughs> 
Yes, and the teen magazine just said teen. teen. It wasn't yeah. Teen Vogue or Seventeen magazine. And it looked like there was another magazine in the slot that just was another prop that they made with Sharpay's face on it. We're just like, you know, good for them for going through that extra step to... Again, we compliment the set designers on on their attention to detail. The things that only we are seeing because the people in the in the, the, the liminal space of the movie theater, the, the sort of once-in-a-lifetime moment of watching effervescent, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Images appear before them. Good for them for putting in the work. Yeah. That's, that's, but that's just good movie making. And then, so they go into like this club music video ki- kind of space after. I say club because there's a disco ball and Ryan is behind a DJ turntable. Yeah, they've got the sort of, um, not not confetti, tinsel. like um, tinsel, like silver tinsel, like all Backdrops. lining the walls. Yeah, they're like. And there's like a three by three like dance floor. Like it almost looks like a DDR stand. (laughs) Dance, dance revolution. And then, yeah. And Sharpay does the sort of like squat. squat. Yeah. That music video squat dance that we see. Yeah. It's it's of the time when Britney Spears does it, it's a little bit more sexualized. Yeah. But it still has that undertone of. Yes. And Ryan's behind the DJ turntable which we've seen kelsey do not ryan so that feels weird i I think for the purposes of this sequence it like it truly doesn't matter and no and i think that's the thing like most of ryan's actions in this don't matter (laughs) i'm I'm reminded of um pop star never stop never stopping where um the this the non-andy samberg character played by um jerma tacone is the dj and he's all he does is push play on an iPad, but then he's on stage pretending to DJ yeah. iPod. It was an iPod back then, not even an iPad. They still had iPods in 2016. Yep. Rest in peace, iPod. <laughs> so then we cut to them walking out of what kind of looks like a Barbie dream house. <laughs> oh, but hold on one second. We didn't mention that when they were in the, the club disco thing, they they uh Ryan just exclaims the words Radio City Music Hall. That's right, that's right. I do have a note of Radio City Music Hall, but it is not attached. I think it's really funny that even we're continuing just naming random places in New York. <laughs> we also named yeah, Broadway Carnegie in hall, this. Radio City Music Hall. Broadway, Madison Square the Walter Garden. Walter Kerr Theater. <laughs> it's fine. Well, they, they they come outdoors, and, and it's just the doors of the cafeteria area again. But it looks like a Barbie dream house. And they come out, and they're on treadmills for some reason. Wearing, like, athleisure that's got their names on it, as if they're selling product now. Yeah, I get that's, like, closer to, like, a today type of yeah influencer lifestyle. Like, I don't associate that with, like, old, like 20 years ago celebrity dumb per se. I do because Paris Hilton, Jessica Simpsons, the Olsen twins all had clothing lines at box like department stores like Sears and Macy's. But like athletic clothing lines? I mean, Paris Hilton's was like a velour jumpsuit. So, yeah. I guess. So yeah. Like jumpsuits were like that was like athletic. street clothes were becoming like fashion. Yeah. Based. 
So, yes, but not in such a... Their, their version in this sequence is a little gaudier and definitely a little more reminiscent of today's than what was normal back then. You didn't buy an, an Olsen twin clothing line that said Mary-Kate and Ashley in big, shiny letters. Yeah. This is around where we are getting the, the bridge of the song um, while they're on the treadmills. It's a pretty rough bridge. Ryan sings, here in the spotlight we shine, look at who we are. Look at look at who we are has to be the worst line. <laughs> just like just just look at look at who who us. Look at we us are. I'm like going through. I mean it's like not like a lot is better. I mean we have and only giving me the Sharp- best reviews. But at least ev- like the bridge is supposed to be like the part of the song where like either you you bring it up like you either change the the pace of the song and like take it in a new direction or like up the stakes which i or would you say at least, we do like, visually or at least you like do something interesting with the words or the melody so that like it it ramps up this is not ramping up it's just like and here's the middle part while we lead up to the next chorus Sharpay goes something like, and when you're on Broadway, everyone knows you're a star. I don't nope, remember nope. It's the exact when Broadway words. knows your name, you know that you're a star. Yeah. And they get a into little bit a, cliche. They get into a taxi, a cardboard taxi cab that Kelsey is driving and using a bad New York accent to be like, oh, well, get out of the way. I'm walking here kind of thing. She doesn't say that. <laughs> well, the obviously, cab driver she's doesn't driving, say I'm walking here, Contra. But it's that sentiment without actually saying that. That's what she like, that's what she's doing with her arms and stuff. It's she's saying I'm walking here, but I'm driving here. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I'm driving here is the sort of ironic version of it that people sometimes use. She's got the cabbie hat on, and then when she leans her head out the window and leans, tries to lean back in, she sort of knocks the hat off her head and then has to grab it. Yeah. And also, pretty good deal for her cab, though. It's 45 cents per every eighth mile. Not what today's like at all. I don't know what cab fares are now or have ever been. <laughs> and then we start driving in the taxi. We rotate perspective yet again and there are a bunch of shiny buildings being yeah, like held by new york city are, skyscrapers yeah that they're just swaying back and forth kind of like those um runway carpet backdrops that we saw just a little bit ago where they're just kind of holding them and turning them like you can't see the people manipulating them but there's clearly a person behind like leaning left and right yeah and this is definitely the like the most visually impressive like moment where it's like wow like like the the lights and the 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 tall buildings and the cab is kind of an interesting like prop that they're using yeah gets even more interesting in a minute yeah they're they're driving down the road what i like about the cab is that it both it has functional doors but it also (laughs) opens up because we do see it open in this and there's an interior that is Sharpay's dressing room. Yes. And also, Gabriella's in there, Already. ducked underneath. Yes. Like, <laughs> like this is, it, just like the camera movement and the, like, the minimal cuts that are happening. Like, a lot of this is pre-choreographed 
talent of talents coming together between choreography, set design, prop making, like it is it is a spectacle. Um, which we've already said in this minute. But yeah, Ryan Ryan has a catchphrase now. He said it twice. He yells dance. dance. <laughs> so it's it's a little underwhelming. So is it it's not quite the chorus again. They like did the bridge and then they like got to a, a point where they said I want it all, but then I or I don't know. No, I don't remember don't. what the words are. They're just kinda like the music is going, it's transitioning into this next little bit. And then Ryan gets out of the the cab and yells dance and then Yeah. So Ryan says dance, gets out of the cab. He has to walk a couple feet to get in front of the cab. So he's walking in a sort of dance-ish way, but he's like the, they can't do any choreography because he has to get in front of the car. He does and like then by that, the time like, he gets leap kind of thing that is known in in John. By the time he gets in front of the car, he only has time to do like one dance move before like the car opens up and then like everything changes again. So it's weird because he said dance, but then he just kind of walked over to some new location and then didn't get to dance. I mean, he does like a he does a couple moves and I think it's more that like living in fantasy sequence where you only do like you only think about like a couple lines you're gonna say or do like one sort of action and then you're like yeah and the rest of this gets filled in and then he screams uh madison square garden oh my god that is that is definitely the worst part and sharpay very kindly says they love you as she's standing at her dressing room mirror or sitting at her dressing room mirror as the phone starts to ring and ryan is saying thank you all thank you i mean it like it's just yeah, the the bridge like the the bridge on the treadmill is a moment before like that was like eh already like the so- like the songwriting wasn't doing much there like the lyrics weren't anything it was more about the visuals of like oh they're on the treadmills they go into the cab this is the part of the song that's happening it's a little boring but you get by for me this part was i don't know it in many ways like it keeps getting better and it keeps getting worse like I mean, we had these kinds dance. of thoughts around Fabulous as well, that it was like, wow, this is peak camp. But also, well, there's so much we, to munch on here. We can make the comparison to Fabulous in just one second. He walks to the front of the car, having shouted dance, does one dance move, and then just says, Madison Square Garden, they love you. Like, there's no content there. I think it's a build on the excess they keep mentioning. Like, it doesn't... At this point, we are so far gone in fantasy sequence that, like, if Ryan is seeing himself in front of Madison Square Garden, like, sure, let's go with it. I think it's just a moment where, like, the whole creative team, like, had one too many ideas and, like, one too many things that they had to say or do in front of the camera. And then... the. At this point, they've like thrown too many things at the at the wall, and like there there's there's not room for any of them to stick anymore. Like for 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 bad analogies, stick. But there's still more coming, though. Yes. So when it's all in one shot, Lucas Ryan walks out of the cab and walks in front of the cab, does the Madison Square Garden thing. The cab opens up. We see a glimpse of Gabriella standing up 
from the cab before it cuts to a closer shot of Sharpay and Gabriella in the cab. But she was in there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And the phone starts to ring and we see her go to answer it. And that's kind of where it cuts off. Like Ryan starts moving back towards the dressing room setting. Sharpay is sitting there and we'll see what happens with this phone call. I kind of like how because we watched it a couple times, we knew it was Gabriella. But, like, if you're watching it for the first time, her back kind of stays turned to you the whole time. You, like, she's not the focal point until the close-up happens, and then you see it's Gabriella. So, at first, it's kind of like, oh, who's that person that their back is to us, and, like, they're answering a phone? Like, who is this? It's kind of like a funny reveal in the same way, like, Troy being the fan club person is just, like, this funny, like, you pan down and see him and be like, oh, here's the fan club person we're talking about. Yeah, like, all the other ones were ancillary, like, Taylor's a flight attendant, Zeke's in a tiki bar, Kelsey's a cab driver, like, they don't necessarily fit the pre-existing relationships between Sharpay and those characters, but, like, Troy being a fanboy and Gabriella being made to be subservient, like, that is definitely an intentional choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting, too, we've seen Zeke twice already, once as the security and he then was the security at, guard. And, and then once the at the tiki yeah. bar. And if not, we've only ever seen everyone else once. So I just want to pin that as well. That concept of who do we see multiple times? Who doesn't matter so much? Yeah, I think I think it's just like random happenstance. And I know what you're talking about for the next minute. So we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, honestly, Condra, we just kind of spent this whole episode just like talking about the stuff that was thrown at us i mean this is kind of one of the perfect minutes for this movies by minute format because there's so much happening and (laughs) it's all wild and yeah it's a lot i think it's i think that george lucas quote about the phantom menace (laughs) there's so much every single frame has so much yeah so yeah i mean i think it does bear comparison to fabulous i mean i'm calling it now fabulous simpler better can't like the the camp of fabulous works and i think the song is better i think we should talk about it when the song is done fair i'm just i'm just i'm just giving my my current thoughts which are are ready and willing to be changed later by by discourse until then i I don't think i'm gonna argue that out of you but i just want to like reserve judgment because it just gets wilder still like we still have more escalation to occur i'm just trying to clarify like my intellectualism here like i have an opinion now and if it changes later i'm a better person for it because if i listen to evidence and then get my mind changed it's actually a stronger thing to to admit that you were wrong and that's what i'm 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 prepping people to compliment me later of course and and see how brave and and smart i am of course of course (laughs) until next time though you can follow us on instagram at amateur nerds or on tumblr at wildcat minute you can also send us an email to amateur nerds present at gmail.com yeah let us know what your favorite sharpay song is bop to the top can you count that i mean yeah that's a sharpay song i think so yeah it's hard to believe that I couldn't see. I don't think that counts. But they have their own version of it. It even says Sharpay's yeah, version on the soundtrack. 
Fair enough. Anyway. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if fame, fortune, and more are coming our way. You can bet on it.